What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another weekly episode of Keeping It Real with Jalen. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I am so sorry about last week. I was traveling. I was on vacation. So we didn't get an episode out last week. But um, we're back this week. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, it's just going to be me today. No special guests. Um not until next week and next week we have a really 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 special guest i'm really excited to record with this person um and get that episode out to you guys um so if you can't tell by the title of this episode we're gonna be talking about finding your passion and things that you can do to find your passion um let me just preface this episode and say i am not an expert um but i just want to give you all my perspective of how i found my passion in the line of work that I do um, and different things that I did use to find my passion. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. So like I said, the title of this episode is called Finding Your Passion, right? What exactly does that mean? What does the word passion mean? Um, passion has so many different meanings to it, um, but the Merriam textbook uh, version or the Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary version um, it's, it refers to a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement, either for something or about doing something. Passions are often something you would love to do constantly. Like, for example, traveling, um, nursing. Um, what don't I want to say nursing because that's like a job passion. Um, but traveling, spending time with family, um, giving back to your community, to your community. Um, things like that. That, that. Those are some things or some examples of what passion are um so let's just kind of jump into that so for those of y'all who don't know i'm currently in the social work field right so i'm in a helping profession where um i like to give back to my community i like to help folks i like to um be a source um for resources and connecting people to different resources in the community right so um and as you guys have heard in previous episodes, I'm actually going back to school to pursue my master's in social work um, because right now I am technically just a bachelor's level um, social worker, I guess you can say. Um, and so I often get the question, well, what made you want to what made you want to go into social work? What made you want to go into the profession of giving back? What made you want to go into the to the profession of helping people? Um, so it all started in my childhood, honestly, um, growing up, I volunteered, um, at our local convalescent home in um, Long Beach, California, um, working with seniors, you know, giving back to, the, giving back to the community and also doing community service hours on my own. I, um, during the summer break months, I would go there, paint their nails, you know, read with them, do activities and things like that. And so I have always always love being around people i have always loved helping people um and that's kind of just like what kind of drove me into wanting to pursue social work i can also say too uh growing up my mother um when i was younger she would take me and um my brother down to skid row which is a huge homeless um population um in the los angeles county area um, so there's a lot of folks who are down, a lot of folks down there who are unhoused, a lot of folks down there who are struggling with, uh, either substance abuse, mental health issues, um, health issues amongst many, many, many other things. So when my mom would take us down there and seeing that 
it was just always like a passion of mine of wanting to help. I don't know how I wanted to help. I don't know what I needed to do to help, but I just wanted to help. And however that looked like for me, I wanted to do that. So um, after graduating high school, I did two years at a community college and then I transferred out to Cal State Northridge um, and pursued a bachelor's degree in sociology. So once I graduated with my undergrad, I began working more in a, like a meso level practice, which is like working, well, doing like direct practice, but also working with um, bigger agencies and doing a lot of community outreach, um, working with senior population, gerontology, so to speak. And that job, that was my, that was technically, that was my first job out of undergrad, right? That job opened my eyes to so much it just opened my eyes to so much I don't know I don't know how to describe it I had an amazing boss who really 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 wanted to provide resources to seniors um within our local community so having um having a boss behind me and having a boss very passionate about the work made me even more passionate about the work so with that being said um, at that time I did apply to grad schools and things like that but I even though I was accepted I turned those down because for one money and then for two I felt as though like I really wasn't ready to go back to school at that time I felt like I needed to get my feet a little bit you know get my feet wet put my feet you know, on the, on the ground going and running, um, to find out what exactly that I wanted to do. I knew it had to be in the helping profession. I knew I didn't want to go into like nursing or anything like that. Cause I don't do well with blood or, you know, open wounds and all kinds of crazy things. Right. So, um, I decided that I wanted to work. I wanted to work with nonprofits. I wanted to work with different populations. I wanted to just help and, and, and do, I don't know. It just give back to my community. Even though I didn't grow up in the San Fernando Valley area, I grew up in Long Beach. I just wanted to help those who were down on their luck, who didn't have anywhere to go to or things like that. So also, I forgot to mention when I was doing my undergrad, I um, did have to intern. And my first internship was at the Los Angeles, um, Los Angeles Lesbian Gay, um, the LA LGBTQ Center um, in Hollywood. So... At that time, I was working with um, at-risk youth is what they're called um, or is how, you know, how people refer to them. So I was working with at-risk youth, working with them, getting them resources for housing, um, food, shelter, clothing, basically anything that they needed, like I assisted with. So it was kind of it was very micro because it was direct practice and um I worked hands on with them. I worked side by side with them, even though I was only there for a couple of months, like. It was something that I really wanted to do. And I really enjoy micro work. I really love working one-on-one. I really love working with different agencies in the community and figuring out ways that we can all support each other. So after I did my um, internship there, um, that was, like I said, definitely an eye-opening experience. And it also taught me that, taught me the lack of resources in the community as well. Taught me how we can fundraise to bring those resources that we need. It taught me how to 
and it's, it taught me how to be humble. Let's just be real. It just taught me how to be humble and to appreciate what I have and where I was at in life. Because working with folks who identify as the LGBTQ plus population, it just made me appreciate my life and everything that I have because not everyone is, is as blessed or as fortunate as I am. And working with that population really, it checked me. It really checked me and it was like uh, an eye-opening experience. So after I um, I interned there, I interned with, um, I had to do a second internship, um, which my fourth year, yeah, my fourth year of undergrad, um, my last semester. <laughs> so I um, ended up interning with this program called Mosaic, which is uh, mentoring to overcome struggles and inspire courage. So it was a internship class, uh, internship field based field based class, where we mentored at risk youth in um, the community at local con- continuation high schools. I when I tell y'all like I fucking loved that internship. For one, the professor is dope, Dr. Ojeda. Shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> I loved that internship so much. So after I ended up after I ended up graduating, after I ended up completing the class, I went back and became a part of the advisory committee. So I was a part of a committee. It was like a, a group of ten of us where we assisted the um, the main professor, which was Dr. Ojeda, with um, teaching the class, with doing um, retreats with um all kind all kinds of things I, we did a lot um fundraising putting on local events in the community think like so so much stuff so that that inter- those two internships really made me want to be i guess yeah be hands on in my community and also be like an agent of change, essentially. So in my family, um, I come from a family where we're all in the helping pop, the helping background, um, law enforcement, military, entrepreneurs, um, uh, homeland security, things like that. So I come from a family, I come from a background where we're all helpers, right? And we all want to be some sort of, I don't want to say hero, but we all want to help our community in some way. However that, however, and whatever that looks like, we all want to help our community in a way. So like I said, I knew I could not go into nursing. I did not want to go into the military. I didn't want to go into Homeland Security. I didn't want to go into law enforcement. Um, I did eventually, I did at one point in time want to become a, an attorney and which I still kind of do, but <laughs> I don't know if I can put myself through another <laughs> five years of schooling. Um, so then I was like, well, okay, well, let me, let me try social work. Let me try working with folks one-on-one and mind you, before my mom became an entrepreneur, she was also a social worker herself. So my mom was also my driving factor. And then also my grandfather, he was, um, an officer up in the Bay area. And then he later on became a, um, a therapist. So, um, Having those two role models in my life and also, you know, and my dad as well, um, having those two role, model, role models in my life really like lit the fire under me that I lit the fire under me that I needed and that I wanted to really drive my passion and drive my creativity. Um, because believe it or not, in social work and I guess in any helping profession, you have to be creative. Um, you have to 
know different resources. You have to know how to work with different kind of people from all kinds of walks of life. And also being very humble and being being humble enough for people to trust you. That has been a very big, like, that is, it's huge. You have, people have to trust you in order for you to do your work well, I guess you can say. Um, so like I said, that was the kind of how I fell into social work and things like that. But like I said, I've always wanted to help people. I've always had a driving passion, um, a driving force of wanting to help people. I don't, like I said, I don't know how that looked or what that looked like, but I just knew I wanted to do it. Um, so another way that I kind of found my passion is, like I said, by volunteering for one, I started in high school volunteering at convalescent homes, um, making um like little grab bags and passing them out to folks who are experiencing homelessness just giving back to my community in any way that i could um i would also say another way of finding your passion is creating a vision board um as cliche as that sounds having something tangible and having something that you can look at every day really really helps you believe it or not um it really helps you keep for one keep on track and know that what you're doing is attainable and you're taking the stoke taking the, I'm sorry, excuse me, taking the steps to reach your goals. So I would suggest I, I'm kind of a, like a hands-on person. Like I like I said, I like to be very creative. <laughs> um finding your different hobbies and capitalizing off of that. So like kind of like how I told you in the first episode of this podcast, like I have been thinking about doing a podcast for about two years, right? Didn't know how I wanted to do it, where to start. Just kind of, you know, threw the idea out there and just sat on it for two years, right? Because I like talking, if you can't tell. <laughs> I like talking. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, so after I had that talk with my friend who kind of just like, not forced me, who kind of lit that fire underneath me that I needed to actually start the podcast, I was like, damn, when I recorded like my first and second episode, I was like, damn, I actually really do enjoy this. All right, cool. But before this, I really am into photography. I'm also very into like crafting. I'm also into stationery. And it has been such, and it's okay to have multiple passions too. It's okay to have multiple hobbies. I, you want to have many hobbies. You want to have different hobbies. So you're never bored and you're never like comfortable, I guess you can say, because how can you grow as a person if you're not comfortable with the uncomfortable? So you have to, you know, Find your little niche, find what you enjoy doing, whether that's cooking, whether that's washing cars, whether that's talking, whether that's doing something with your hands, find what you like and run with that and do it to like your fullest. Don't be afraid for people. Don't be afraid for because somebody may not like you. And I think that was also like a reason why I didn't start the podcast sooner is because I was like, fuck, everybody else is doing a podcast. But then, you know, after I had that conversation with my friend, I thought about it and I was just like, well, I mean, yeah, everybody has a podcast or, you know, everybody does photography or everybody raps, whatever, but I'm going to do something that's relatable to me that people can relate to me about or that people can listen, listen in and, and, you know, learn something or I don't know, like this is... <laughs> This has slowly developed into my passion of, of talking and, and getting my voice heard in a different way that it has never been heard, if that makes sense. Because 
as a black woman, well, let me let, let, as a woman, period, our voices are, are, our voices are, t- our voices tend to not be heard. So if I can create a space where I feel like my voice is being heard and I'm helping someone or I'm, you know, motivating someone, then let me do that. Let me do that and let me do it well. So whatever, you know, whatever I feel may be best for my podcast or whatever people tell me that they want to hear, I'm going to make sure that whatever you guys tell me, I'm going to do it well. And if I can't do it well, well, then shit, I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) And that's really what this podcast has been about is a lot of it is just figuring things out. Um, so another way that you can, um, find like your passion is making a things of making a list of things that you love to do. So if you love volunteering at the animal shelter, if you love volunteering at the hospital, if you love writing, if you love reading, write that down and write why you love to do that. Because then that's really going to help you find your passion, especially like, let's just say you're stuck in life and you're like, damn, I need like a career change. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know my next steps. I don't know how I need to do or whatever. Write down the things that you do well and write down the things that you love and go from that because that's not going to steer you wrong at all. And also make sure that when you are writing down these things, write down the things that first come to mind because I feel like sometimes we have a tendency as human beings to second guess ourselves. And if you're second guessing yourself, if you're not second guessing yourself, I feel like it's more genuine, it's more authentic, and it really shows who you are as a person and what you are as a person. So make a list of things that you love to do and stand in that, be strong in that. Don't, don't change that for anybody because the things that you like to do make you unique to who you are. And then I will also say maybe like, let's just say you're in, I don't know, you're in, a transition and you're like, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know what I want to do. Maybe you can seek like, um, like a life coach or someone who can steer you on the right path or even a therapist, <laughs> a therapist or a, someone that you trust, um, whether that's a friend, a colleague, someone who has your best interest at heart, reach out to them, ask them what they see in you that you may not see in yourself. Because a lot of times People see things in us that we don't see in ourselves. People see that we love to help people. People see that, you know, uh, I don't know, that we're good with our hands or something like that. Find your support and find those who love you for you so you can know what to do and how to do. But also be careful, too, because... <laughs> Baby, everybody don't have your best interests at heart. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, those are just some... some oh, my God. Why can I not talk today? <laughs> um, those are just some ideas and suggestions that I can, like, personally recommend that you do if you're in transition and limbo and, you know, wanting to do something new in life. I mean, that's okay, too. It's always okay to discover new hobbies, new ideas, and things like that. Um, so also at the, in this episode description, I'm going to be dropping a, um, a little article that I read, um, when I was 
going, uh, applying and pursuing to go back to school. That kind of helped me and kind of steered me in the right direction of pursuing, um, my personal passions and also like my work passions. Um, so I hope y'all can relate to this episode. And if you can go ahead and leave me some feedback, either on IG at keeping it real with Jalen or shooting me an email at, um, keeping it real with Jalen at gmail.com. Um, next week we'll have a special guest. Um, if everything goes well, (laughs) we'll have a special guest and then, um, that will be the end of season one and season one is going to have 10 episodes. Um, so wow, I can't even, my God, I can't even believe we have 10 episodes already. We're going to have 10 episodes recorded already. That is freaking crazy. Um, (laughs) We started, I started this podcast on June 18th and today is August 22nd and girl, we got 10 episodes. We about to wrap up season one. Girl, the sky is the limit. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I said, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me some feedback. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, this week's song of the week is, uh, no other than Guapale Closer. Um, I think it was just very fitting to what I was kind of talking about in this week's episode. Um, and then, like I said, I'm going to have a link to a website that I use, um, to kind of help me redefine who I am and give me some, you know, different ways of thinking and pointers and things like that. So uh, I'll see you back here for another, uh, see you back next week for another episode of Keeping It Real with Jalen. Thank you guys. Take care. Bye.